0: Patrick and this is Matt and, and we're, we're almost famous. Um and we're going to talk about a variety of things.
1: Well, if they come up.
0: If they <laughs> come up. Yeah.
1: So we Matt, have no they, show nights.
0: Show yeah, nights. We,
1: we we have uh we have been we have been MIA for um a, a while. Uh,
0: all perhaps, of COVID and then some.
1: <laughs> yeah, perhaps, uh, perhaps a month since the since I published the podcast that we that we recorded two and a half months ago, maybe three months ago. Um, I have been asked by a couple of our adoring fans. Um, both of them, <laughs> both of our adoring fans, where the next podcast is coming from. Um, Luis did confirm, so Brazil confirmed. Uh, Ooh, our one okay. listener in Brazil is Luis. That's um, that's good. I think we're about to get a new listener in Brazil though because I've been promoting the podcast at oh, my company. Nice. Not promoting it, but I've said something about it and a couple of them have been nice enough to say they want to go listen.
0: I would do the same but there's only me. Yeah. So I'm would not real. yeah, I don't think my other employees would listen. Yeah.
1: So so um anyway. <laughs> So so I I Something interesting happened to me last week. I'm going to sort of set this up and I'm going to like, I'm going to lob a really soft one to you and okay. I'm going to let you just smash it out of the park.
0: You think I'm good at baseball?
1: <laughs> um, so, I mean, it is the American pastime, right?
0: That's why I'm not good at it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, um, well, a guy we work with, started talking to me about rocket books and I've seen them and like whatever played around a little bit. And like, we talked about this in a previous podcast that I really like, I do oh, a lot of yes. my, my yes. notes right in uh, the composition notebooks. right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I think the problem that I got to with composition notebooks is now like I'm Ashton Kutcher and the butterfly effect um, <laughs> where I like, it looks like I have like a fetish for <laughs> composition notebooks. <laughs> um, <laughs> So anyway, he started talking to me about rocket books and I, and I'm mm. like, yeah, it's been a while. I haven't really seen it. And I, I, I didn't really dig it the first time I saw it, like seemed like there was too, I don't know. It was just too much. Right. Um, or it wasn't like, I couldn't see what advantage it would give me. Mm. Um, so he started talking to me about it. We started actually a productivity channel um, okay. that uh, like has a bunch of people in it that use rocket books and yeah. Uh, oh. And um You know, some, some of the people use rocket books. Some of the people use like bullet journaling and, you know, we just kind of like, we we don't talk a whole lot in there, but it's there and we can talk. So for probably four or five weeks, I like was very into updating my rocket book, finding new templates, figuring things out Mm -hmm. and just like playing with things, see what works for me. Um, And I got really into it and, and, and it, and it was working. It was like really good, uh, and there's no, but to this. So at like a week ago or two weeks ago or whatever, I didn't refresh my book on Sunday night or Monday morning. Right. I just like, cause like, you know, like it's, I have a, I have a flip, I have a rocket book flip. So it's like a flip notebook. Right. The, the the things are on the top, right. The, the, what, the, the spirals are at the top. Coil. And yeah. Um, and anyway, I forgot to wipe it all down, take my pictures, wipe it all down and refresh it. Um, and I was like, oh, I don't have time and I got busy. Uh, right. You know, it's like the, the this is, this is the softball, right? Um, th- that's kind of our excuse all the time as people who try to stay productive is like, yeah. oh, I don't have time for this. Like I've got too many meetings or I've got this or I got dragged away or somebody needs me or needs my attention or whatever. Um, and then we end up, becoming reactionary to the tree and, and triaging the things that are happening around us instead of being proactive and, mm-hmm. and like scheduling things out and telling people that they'll need to wait. And, you know, cause you know, for whatever reason we like to be helpful, we're under stress or pressure. Oh, of course, or, I mean, what, whatever the, the, the excuse might be. I mean, I'm not going to make any judgments on what your excuses are, but just then so it happens. Many. Right. mm mm-hmm. So for like that whole week, it wasn't until Thursday before I actually started like using my new book and getting back on track. And I got back on track and everything like went well Thursday and Friday. Mm-hmm. And it was a really eye-opening experience for me that um, I've never felt like writing things down. Like I wasn't a big note taker in school, that writing things down never really like helped me feel more productive or feel like I was more on top of things. Right. And so I think it, it didn't instill in me the habit to write things down. So I tend not to, but what I'm finding is that, um, you know, like I, I'm starting my rocket book again this week and like, I still have mm-hmm. to fill out for yesterday and, and do it for today. But like, you know, like here's my, here's my, uh, where is it? My weekly agenda here. Right. And I, I do like nice. Monday through Friday, like the whole week. And then it scans right. across both pages when I, click it sideways like this. Um, so what I think I would like to chat with you a little bit more about, cause we've, we've talked a little bit about it, but I want to kind of get into it a little bit more is like, how do we stay productive? Cause it's like, like I was saying, it's so easy for me, like having not been a note taker in school, it's right. so easy for me to just fall back into like not taking notes, like not writing things down, just flying by the seat of my pants, using my brain, like to rem- try and remember things, which of course you always fall into that pit pitfall of like, Oh, I can remember everything. And then like you miss that yeah. 12 o'clock meeting because you're just a human, you know?
0: Exactly.
1: Um. So wh- I, I would love to hear maybe a little bit more in depth of some of the things you do with, with uh, to, to stay productive and to stay organized and like how you, manage that
0: so yeah and i think it's interesting i mean i've i've tinkered with sort of uh the the cross plat- i'm gonna call them cross platformy integrations because it's kind of what that that rocket book feels like to me it's a bit of a cross platformy. it's it's yeah, like physical writing but i can also track it digitally keep keep control of my data that way mm-hmm. i on the other hand do not do that and and i don't I feel like I'd have to kind of force myself to follow that rhythm. And here's a few of the things. First, f- first and foremost, I mean, like I, I like many people in high school and stuff did take a lot of notes, but it wasn't uh, like good school notes person. I was never mm-hmm. that person. I had to, cause I had brain surgery. And so I didn't really remember much stuff. Gotcha. So I had I had to reteach myself by just writing down everything. And then because I have oh, interesting. I, I have a few clients, I literally just write endless amounts of and they're and they're nonsensical doodle notes. So if you were to ever look through my notebooks, you'd assume I I have no idea what I'm doing and I'm just just a like, they look like little mind mappy drawing thingies, but even then there's no rhyme or reason to any of them. There's nothing connected to anything. It's just me putting it on a piece of paper because that process helps ingrain it in my head or set or help me iron out the priorities. It's almost like having someone to discuss an idea with, except there's no one else around. Now I do have a whiteboard and I use it occasionally, but nine times out of 10, it just gets a note written on it that then sits there for like a month or so. And then when I go to wipe it off, I have to use the wet cloth because the dry brush no longer yeah. takes it off properly. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so it's like, Ooh, good use of that space. But I do find, and, and I mean, whenever it comes to anything work, oriented i it's just notes endless amounts of notes and i I don't mind going through tons of paper for it because it just works for me
1: so do you take notes and then you just kind of like it's like they're all like all are are all of your notes more or less disposable
0: um to a large degree the notes are more or less the brainstorming process with which i then like and then i take from them to create proper to do, like proper task lists. So I mean, in the case of like any of my client Mm -hmm. work, I do everything in GitHub issues now. I've I've abolished all project management suites solely for GitHub issues because it's one place, one, like it's it's simple.
1: Interesting, Um, so do you, so this, I guess this is what I'm wondering is, do you sort of have an unstructured sort of flow of consciousness on paper? And then transfer that whatever needs to be made permanent or needs to be made into an action item. You then transfer that over to GitHub Issues,
0: or or a bare note. I use bear, bear notes note. as well. Oh, okay. Yeah, and so I mean that that's so where, that it's
1: online and, and available on yeah. all your devices. And well, stuff. and that's where
0: I do all my my real writing. You know, where right. I actually like put together a plan and a write out something. Um, and it was actually kind of funny because earlier today I was actually recollect I was you know, crawling through some of my downloads of just there's, there's so many things where I'll take a snapshot or I'll grab a a screenshot of something or whatever. And it's that's that's supposed to be like a, I want to write something about that or I want to research that thing. And so I actually made a proper research directory on my computer and actually moved all that stuff finally into that space and want to start setting aside some time to start doing real research projects. To do writing and stuff like that because mm-hmm. um, there's so many things I learned little snippets of and it's like I want I want the whole picture not just this little bit I want I want the whole thing um, but yeah it, it's it's fascinating to me how because I've looked back at old notebooks and thought maybe I should keep these maybe these are a little part of me that I should keep around for future you know references um, and, and when I've looked at some of the old ones, it's like, there, there's, there's no value in any of what is in you. there's no, like me writing out a journal entry of deep thoughts about the universe that would be of value to somebody later on who knew me. No, it's, it's arrows, like a square box around call Lisa at Brent electric giant checkmark which goes beyond the boxes and then squiggly lines around it as well as, uh, for work, I have a do lessons task because I still haven't done those. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do in like three days, whatever. (laughs) I'll get to it. But yeah, it's kind of a hit and miss game with me when it comes to the note taking. I, I do find, um, I do find the process is is better to be able to physically write it down. So like I totally get where you're coming from with the rocket books. I just don't ever see myself taking a snapshot of it afterwards. I think that's the, the pattern you have to develop. But as you said, I mean, even if you slip up on that, it doesn't take much to re to get back on track so to speak.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think like the the thing that attracts me to rocket books a lot is the Reusability of the notebook, the notebook itself, and I think that that always deterred me because I think in the past when I first looked at RocketBook, their main RocketBook that they sold um, was like fifty bucks or something like that, mm. and I'm just like, oh, I can't spend fifty dollars on a notebook. Um, right. But the flip that I got just to sort of test out whether or not it was like gonna be a viable thing was like, I think I got a coupon somewhere somehow for like 10 or 20% off of the flip. Mm -hmm. And the flip is like their, their, the the executive flip is their least expensive rocket book. And it's like 35 bucks. So minus whatever, 20%, you know, ends up being like less than $30. Right. Um, And, and it comes with like a pen and, the little wipey rag and you know, yeah, like all everything, all, you all the stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Right. The and basics. their app is free. And like, honestly, um, I mean, they're, they, they actually, this is what I like. This is one of the things I really like about RocketBook And if I had a printer, I would take advantage. I would have taken advantage of this, but, um, it was like the difference between like buying a, a $90 printer for this one thing or buying a <laughs> like a $30 notebook. Right. Um, is you can actually download um, their sheets with templates on it and everything that has their little QR code at the oh, bottom. Oh, that's and their, nice. Like you can download the sheets for free. Yeah. And make your own notebooks. I mean, obviously they're not erasable or anything, but like whatever, they're pieces of paper. You just like- Right. And then throw them away if you want to. Um, or recycle them, whatever, whatever yeah. your thing
0: <laughs> But That'd uh, be a good task for an assistant. If I had an assistant, that would be my, my yeah, task. Like go them I would use- I, yeah, I would print out the sheets and then I would use them as real paper. And then their job at the end of the day would be to take all my sheets and photograph and categorize them. Well, into here's the cool thing. Yeah. This is the cool
1: thing that I like about Rocketbook is that they have mm-hmm. these like seven little circles at the bottom that have different symbols on them. Yeah. You were saying and you checkmark the, the, the symbol, right? And that's it. That's They're called destinations. So yeah, that's like, cool. I'm I, like, I'm currently writing our show notes. Um, while we talk so um uh so basically um i actually have a destination that emails when i check the little thing it emails Mm -hmm. you and me the show notes well that's handy yeah and so all i have to do is take the picture it stores it in my rocket book as a as like a something in my history and then i think it ocrs it or maybe just takes a picture i don't know whatever i set it up for right And it just sends it to the two email addresses that I tell it to send to. That's cool. Yeah. And so like it can do that with um, Dropbox, Box, email addresses, um, Google Drive. Like there's so many different destinations. There's a variety
0: of action points to it. Yeah. That's cool. And
1: the other great part about that is like a lot of things like, you know, like Trello or Todoist or whatever these other things are. Yeah. They actually have an email address set up if you're like a paid user or whatever okay. like a lot of these come like a lot of these apps that you sign up for will have yeah. an email address and if you forward an email to that address or you send an email yeah to that yeah, address, yeah. It will actually like uh turn it into whatever it is that like that thing things right.
0: things had that that was their way of doing external integration for years right.
1: and so like uh, you could set up one of your destinations to be an email address that is that yeah so, uh, and it and it just would automatically OCR whatever you wrote down and it mm-hmm. just creates a thing out of it. Um, I've tried it with like Todoist. And it's not super great, right. but, um, but it's not, it's not terrible. I mean, if you, if you're willing to go in and clean up what you, what the out, what the output is, then it's right. cool. Um, that's cool. And at least you so can what, then do all of your stuff in one place, just take pictures that's of true. it and then, you know, when you go out to, to do all your other stuff it like, you know.
0: Yeah. That's neat though. I mean, it's been interesting because, um, since obviously it's not well known, I, I've taken on more of a team leadership role with work. You know, that I know that Mm
1: -hmm.
0: anybody who listens to us, well, our listeners probably know that, but (laughs) (laughs) our listeners are
1: mostly people we work with. So, yeah,
0: exactly. So, um, Ever since that's happened, I've found myself having to keep far more notes than I ever did before. That's for sure. And then I've also had to do more strict scheduling of my day overall as well, I have found. Um, As soon as it involves, in my experience so far anyway, as soon as you have to start um, helping people remain unblocked, Mm -hmm. your day is is just a giant cluster of stuff and you kind of have to fit in whatever you can wherever you can yeah and you can have a nice segment of the morning like here's what i'm gonna here are my goals for today here's what i want to get through today blah, blah blah and that can work sometimes but more often than not the requests that come in will not they're not requests, you can say, all right, well, now you can wait a day for me to get back to you on that because that could mean that somebody has nothing to do for a whole day and that's not really an option. No. Yeah. That's, that's been an interesting twist in terms of organization levels because I've been much more accustomed to the, keep it in my head, make the oddball note here and there, but mostly just keep it in my head and know what I have to do today. And now it's, I have to know what many people do today.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, and it's I, like a shift in paradigm uh, for your head too. Cause it's like, you're not just organizing your day. You're organizing a team's day. You're organizing mm-hmm. a team week or a sprint or whatever. And so you start taking on a whole different point of view when it comes to like, like we did um, sprint refinement yesterday. Right. And, um, you know, it's like, since since like you and the team that you have now left our team (laughs) to go do your own thing finally um it was funny because i was looking at our um sprint burndown completion percentage in our report our end of sprint report and like the the last sprint where you guys were like kind of half in half out yeah we fell from like a 90% completion rate to like a 65% completion rate. Oh gosh. Which, I mean, I don't, I, it doesn't matter to yeah. me what Yeah. those numbers are. And, but it, it's because like, and like, well, cause when we were doing refinement, we had, I think like 50 some points, 48 points, something like that. Mm. And um, uh, th- we were like, oh, well that's like Rob, ra- Rob, ra- you know, the, the scrum master was like, Oh, that's not enough points, you know, or whatever. And I started thinking about it cause like that's where my head's at. And I'm like, well, right. if there's really, if there's only four developers, you know, counting myself and yeah. I'm mostly doing like organizational tasks and like meetings and I'm cause the initiatives we have for, um for our internal projects are yeah um, like for, for our squad is like, there are three, very serious initiatives that are happening for for us and right i have to keep on top of it and have meetings with external people and blah, blah 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 so anyway i was telling him i'm like well dude if there's four developers and i'm not fully like i'm not a whole sprint of development i'm like maybe right. a quarter of a sprint of development um you know that's really only 16 points per person times three you know you're only talking like 48 points there yeah. so we're kind of like hitting that maximum, you know, like 50, yeah. 55 points is probably all we're going to be able to do, um, considering. For
0: for now, of course. Whenever right. there's new things, and I, I had to, I had to explain this to our team as well today because we were all talking about how, um, in our in our scrum meetings, we're talking about when do we want to have the latest meetings in a day? And I said meetings should never be later than two p.m. ever. Um, ideally, never later than eleven a.m always before lunch so you have the entire afternoon to do the real work like to be productive right um and we were all in agreement on that but it was interesting because i was they they were all like oh matt you're you're getting tired of meetings now aren't you and i'm like well yes <laughs> but i get it because it's a whole new thing and the amount of knowledge transfer that has to happen between the project managers and like all those people and business unit people to to whoever is in like the lead position, that's a huge amount of knowledge transfer. And then there's always intricacies that just have to be kind of ironed out once, once things are moving, because until mm-hmm. they are moving, you're, you're kind of like best guessing, right? Mm-hmm. And that's never, it's fine. You can get through some stuff with the best guessing, but until you're actually in the heat of the moment so to speak yeah it just doesn't work yeah so it's been more meetings than i would prefer yeah a lot of talking
1: i um i actually um have a very specific way that i schedule my meetings um Mm -hmm. and i'm just gonna kind of like i don't know maybe this is like giving away a little bit too much of the recipe of the special sauce um (laughs) (laughs) but um I, I, and I've shared this with other people before, but mm-hmm. I always have a meeting, right? Right. I always have a meeting. Wink. Uh, and so, um, so what I do ooh. is, yeah. So what I do is um, I break my day up f- for productivity purposes so mm-hmm. that like, and this is a part of planning too. So, so what I do <laughs> is, um, this is a little bit harder with our, where we work because our calendars are kind of public. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And I mean, technically at the, at the places that like the business I work for, our calendars are also public with each other, but, um, but what I like to do is I like to plan out my day. And that's why this rocket book thing has been really like a boon, you know, because it helps me to schedule out my week in a way mm-hmm. that I know the major tasks I need to complete every day. And mm-hmm. then I sort of like use a buffet style bullet journaling so that I can, you know, push things to another day or mark things as complete or mark things as in progress or whatever. Um, right. Uh, let me write that down so I don't forget to put that. Um, uh, um And so... Um, what I try to do then is like, I know that sprint, our, our sprint, uh, stand up is at a specific time, you know, like right. I always account for it for like a half an hour. It's supposed to be 15 minutes, but I account for a half an hour. Um, yeah. I know when refinements are going to be, um, so that I can chunk that, that slot out of my day. Yep. And so typically what I try to do is I try to give myself, um, I call it personal organization time. Mm-hmm. which is, um, 30 minutes before any, anybody knows that I'm even online. Mm. So 30 minutes before I say hello to anyone, I'm, I'm, I've, I've already planned my day. Like I'm already, right. you know, like I've got my, all my emails are checked. All of like pending stuff that was carried over from yesterday. If I can get it done, like PR reviews or, yeah, excuse me,
0: little hey. cleanups, I get you.
1: Yeah. Um, that's all done by the time I like officially start my day. Right. Then I also make sure I have 30 minutes before my first meeting. That way I have like time to prep if I need to. And if I Mm. don't need to prep, it gives me some time to just kind of like, um, either get ahead on something else or, you know, downtime or whatever I need, um, to prepare for the meeting. So then I do my meeting in the morning and then I do not schedule anything before lunch. I just never Mm -mm. do it. I never schedule anything else besides stand up in the morning because Mm -hmm. I want that extra time in the morning. So, but if I can get something done before lunch, like, well, first of all, one of the guys on the team is in the UK. One of the guys on my team is in the UK. And so I don't want to bother him. Like as soon as I get get back from lunch at five o'clock PM for him, I don't want to be like, Hey, by the way, you know, here's 15 minutes worth of work. Uh, I want to, I want to respect his time and make sure that he has everything he needs. So, like a lot of my morning, I I keep that open mostly because I want to make sure that like if he needs me for anything or whatever, I can allot that time to him. It's like a um, triage allotment. It is no way. Um, and so that's also a time where I get a lot of research done for, for what I have to do. Um, like my Mm -hmm. particular, like I take on a lot of spikes and stuff like that. So I get a lot of my spikes done at that point because most people are like either, like if they're in the UK, they're finishing their day, you know, it's 3 PM to 5 PM and they don't want to talk to you. They don't want to have meetings. They don't want to nothing unless it's absolutely necessary. So they generally leave you alone. Mm -hmm. And most other people, um, don't ping you because like, it's going to be lunchtime soon or whatever yeah um so it gives you some a really good amount of free time to do all those kinds of things so i generally schedule my meetings um and i tell people like i'm free from one to three o'clock i have a meeting right. wink at three o'clock <laughs> um because that's your close out for the day well that's you know like if there's anything i need to get done yeah. um i want it i want a couple of hours to manage it I want some fr- some not some free time, but like some time where I can decide what I need to do from three to five.
0: Um, like focus time. Exactly. Um, yeah, I get you.
1: Because like, if you have a meeting from nine a.m. until ten thirty, right? Yeah. And then you have another meeting from ten thirty to eleven thirty, and then you go to lunch, and then you have another meeting from twelve to two. Yeah. You know, like, there's your whole day, and if you had any yeah. tickets, like, good luck. Yeah, it's not gonna happen. No because somebody's going to come up to you at three o'clock in the afternoon when you, when you're 20 minutes into writing your ticket and they're going to be like, Hey, I have this really big problem that I need your help on. And like, it's your job as the leader of the squad to like stop everything you're doing and help them. Um,
0: My favorite has been how,
1: as soon as I start one meeting
0: and it's never the first one of the day, it's always the second one. And it's like maybe 15 minutes into it. That's when I'll get requests from multiple avenues. It's either, co-workers messaging me about things it's friends messaging me about things it's it's my wife messaging me about things everybody is coalescing in in a a barrage of requests simultaneously and and that's happened to me yesterday and i was just i by the end of the day it was me and a bottle of scotch to just to just calm down because i was on such a high intensity like high I don't even know it wasn't intensity it was anxiety like high anxiety I'm I'm trying to balance so many things in my head Mm -hmm. and and execute on them and meanwhile I I'm while you're in that state you're simultaneously thinking through the things that you know are not going to happen now and what's the damage control on the things that are just not going to happen now because you've been pulled away or pulled into other things and it's it's like this constant trade-off game and it's, the anxiety it's, uh, is
1: real man it's oh real. yeah like uh, and honestly like um are, are we blo- are we are we blowing do we already blow the cover blow blow the secret your secret
0: oh yeah yeah. i think well i don't know we can do it now though let's blow the it's secret. It's not I well known it. yeah if I we haven't so. done it yet
1: let's blow the secret. yeah so matt is gonna so be in no- daddy
0: in november
1: in november <laughs> we're we're excited yeah yeah we
0: are um it's good that's gonna be something. Um but it's so just, the anxiety not, is
1: only going I I wanted yeah. you to blow that so that I could tell you the anxiety only gets worse. It's it's like it's Sweet. like it's a magnitude uh it's especially with a newborn dude. The ma- yeah, no it's doubt. gonna be a magnitude of anxiety higher. That's great. But it's but Why you not know it, do it all at once. Yeah. It, well, hey, when it rains it pours, right?
0: Exactly. It's it that's but that's been the funny thing about all of this. It, it's um I've I've always been one for the like I've always had the attitude in my career of you you go you go you go you push as hard as you can you you grow in every way that you can you connect with new you know people um like do your networking and everything else to to broaden your perspective and I always had this vibe that like once you kind of got to a, a certain seniority within our career or our you know industry you kind of had a little more freedom about your day and that's generally what i've seen in most cases the irony of that is is if is taking the transition from a senior developer role like when i say senior developer i mean like you literally are just trusted to do the work and nobody bothers you and you just get it all done that level (laughs) taking into a management type of position everything changes and and it's not for everyone i can Mm -hmm. honestly say i there have already been times where i'm like is this really what i want and yeah it is but that's because i'm learning new skills and i'm going to be really crappy at it at the beginning and i have to you know continuously practice to get better Mm -hmm. um but i've also as a consequence of that um partially inspired by rob uh, I've actually started waking up around 5 530 in the morning yeah and that's when I it's that's my time from about five 5 5:30 30 till about eight 830 a.m that three mm-hmm. hours is it, it, very similar to what you were saying it's like some cleanup time it's me researching stuff or just reading news and just getting my own mind in a place and and actually more often than not very specific to technology and playing with ideas because I won't get that time for the rest of the day. Yeah. It, there is no part of my we- like work day to explore technology ideas. And the other day I actually stumbled onto a couple really neat packages that can do keyword extraction from text. I know it's so freaking cool. I was gonna send it to you soon because yeah, do that because I was actually talking about.
1: I was I was actually talking about um, string, uh, like string management and PHP and how crappy it mm -hmm. it is. And um, so I would love to see that. Oh, it's it's
0: very cool. It's based on a Python algorithm, which is from general machine learning. Yeah, and it can it can you can hand it whatever you want, but it will do a, a. Fairly good keyword extraction from it and then I found another one which does an auto summarizing of large texts into smaller texts, and that
1: oh,
0: that does interesting too. that that and it works very similarly it does like a keyword analysis but then it does so imagine the following and they do, mm-hmm. they do a great job of describing it in the package itself and I'll make sure that these packages go in the show notes for our developer listeners who will want some real code <laughs> to talk about. What's really interesting is the way they describe it, it will do a sort of keyword analysis on sentence by sentence, and then run comparatives of similarity between sentences. So you can calibrate like, so the system can calibrate itself to figure out what are key sentences from different paragraphs, because in general, in writing format, a paragraph is there to summarize or or to be the embodiment of a point. Mm -hmm. So the the whole concept is you can take a, a thing of many paragraphs and condense it down into a paragraph. So I'm, I haven't toyed with it yet, but I have like eight little things on my brain that I want to toy with, with it, including one, which is somewhat my one divide on my notes versus um, toys, like digital toys where I'm going to tie it all back together. Mm -hmm. Um, When it comes to new movies and new TV shows, I, I like to sometimes just browse whatever, but I have made a little machine for myself where I can text message this machine to download a TV show or a movie. And I have a little script that parses what I text and says, oh, you want a movie or you want a TV show? And then it finds what I want. And if it's a TV show, it'll download the first season only to not overload my downloaders. And it's very elegantly placed. And I've been wanting for so long to be able to have a robot to do research for me. Yeah, (laughs) That's the whole purpose of this is- Oh
1: man, that would be great to be like, here's the keyword that I want to know a lot about. And then it just summarizes like, Five mm-hmm. articles that it finds on it. And it tells you what articles from.
0: Exactly. And it has to validate the source to confirm that the source is worth reading. That gets really interesting too. Right. And the whole point of it was Cassandra, my wife, asked me the other day, or there was something, some discussion going on about cloth diapers. And my brain said, wouldn't that be so cool if I didn't actually have to go through endless amounts of garbage on the internet Mm-hmm. from anecdotal sources and just blah, blah, blah. And I could have a system where I say, Hey robot research this for me. And it came back with a, a clean cut consensus or like not consensus, but like collection of information and then, and then listed out the sources for me. Cause now mm-hmm. I can, I can dig a little deeper if I need to, but I have mm-hmm. the initial synopsis there that's beyond that's not Wikipedia. Right. I mean, Wikipedia does really good stuff for a lot of things, but I want like that other thing or, or summarize Wikipedia for me, for God's sake. I don't need to read all of that. Right.
1: <laughs> anyway. Oh, that's interesting. That's really interesting. Um, yeah. It sounds like a cool project.
0: It's a fun little toy.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I originally I it, I... nicknamed it Passé Part which mm-hmm. is from around the world in 80 days. Okay. Classic book. I have never read it. Oh, it's, it'll take you like 20 minutes. It's like diddly. Um, but it's about a guy and his essentially man servant, Butler, uh, Phileas Fogg is the main character's name and they travel Mm -hmm. around the world in 80 days as a challenge. And maybe they do it. Maybe they don't. I won't tell you. You have to read the book. Oh
1: man. Yes. Uh, I, I I I would say that I'm in the middle of a couple other books right now so I'll get to it I'll put it on my mm. list
0: <laughs> long long down the list yeah at the very um, bottom of the priority
1: oh what was I going to say oh um yeah I I I I just wanted to say that that's an interesting um way of incorporating Sort of doing research into technology, like fun research into technology is waking up a little earlier in the morning i might I might have mm. to see how that fits into my overall I, I used to do that uh at nighttime um before kids. I used to like you know, like you know i'd get off work i'd hang out with my wife and we'd you know do yeah. whatever and have dinner and stuff, and then um like a, you know a night or two a week, I would probably stay up until two in the morning or three in the morning just like yeah playing with something new uh on my computer and just generally don't do that anymore because after bedtime and and cooking dinner and just everything that it's has to be children
0: then, and then turn off. Yeah,
1: yeah, it is. It's it's very much turn off time nowadays. Yeah. Uh and it's hard in the morning too because it's like you want to be off for as long as you possibly can before you have to mm. be like a hundred percent all the way on.
0: One of the things I have found um, since moving into my new office cabin is um, arguably, if if Cassandra is home and if our nephew is staying with us and stuff like that, I will not be out here past nine o'clock at night, no matter what. Yeah. Um, I just don't, I don't like going into my house at 1130 at night or later or something and waking people up. Like we, like, we do not have a big house. Yeah. You will hear me walking in the house. Cause you'll hear me hitting the, the pin code on the door and it'll go like to open. Oh, and that would terrify anybody in their sleep. They would just hear this buzzing noise and there's an intruder or something. We don't have guns, so that's good. But you know, yeah, that's a thing. So it, and it just feels awkward being out here then by myself because it's like there's also no bathroom in here so you know if I gotta go (laughs) I either just go outside but then in the dark that's not as I don't know it's just different yeah I'd rather just be inside and yeah Yeah. so Hmm.
1: yeah
0: that's that's my experience so far in the cabin
1: (laughs) yeah I, Otherwise I, I dig it's your, fantastic. It's cool. I dig totally your cabin, cool. man. It's, it's really so cool. It's so nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a little, it's, I mean, some people might call it a man cave, but it's like a dev cave. It's like a developer yeah. version of a man cave. It's like, uh, you have a nice little couch back there that you can, yeah. um, you know, like maybe, maybe you gaze out that window and sort of think about, you know, uh, architectural decisions. And
0: I often w- lay the other way and then just oh. nap. Interesting. <laughs> so my head is under the window. Hmm. But there's no real rhyme or reason to any of it. It's, I mean, it, it is like having um, uh, the offices from Mad Men. That's, that's kind of what I, you know, make it or, or imagine it is similar to, because I have my own little water cooler in here to make coffee with and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's everything I need in a little space to be able to work, but it, it is tight. It is not big by any means. Mm-hmm. Even though it looks like a giant building on the outside. So, but it sure as hell, it gets peace and quiet in here.
1: Yeah. There, it turned there out really nice. Yeah.
0: I'm very pleased. Not very nice. And if you are thinking of doing one on your own, listeners or Patrick, uh, I would, I mean, I if you're not going to use it in winter or if you're in a location that doesn't have winter, I'd strongly recommend finding a prefabricated one and using that. Yeah. Building it yourself. Even though I am quite confident this will be warm in the coldest of winter nights here. Uh, it is not cost friendly. Even when you build it all yourself and have a couple friends and family members help build it. It is it is not cheap as a project so hopefully it raises my property value
1: <laughs> but yeah yeah I, I i keep going back and forth about because um, like i wouldn't do like a cabin a finished cabin like what you have um i would just do like a a workshop Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I flip back and forth between whether I want to build my own or buy a prefabricated one. Um, because the prefabricated ones, like honestly, like, uh, a brand like tough shed, right. Um, you could order a tough shed and they'll come and make it, they'll like put it up for you and yeah. like, you just pay them that cash. And, and you've got a, you know, a, a nice little 10 by 12 workshop, uh, in the style that you desire or whatever. Yeah. And you've got like all the options available. You know, you can make it whatever color you want and blah, blah, blah. But then, you know, you kind of lose out on the, um, I don't know, the satisfaction of... It, yes. Building it, it it was, I, You know, I just... There is a great deal of satisfaction.
0: And I mean, like above the, the header, above the door has the names of all the people who helped me build it, which just felt wonderful to be able to yeah. put that in there. And it, as a little hidden treat. And I mean, yeah, it is. It is something to build it all yourself and know that you built it. Um, the next house we move to, I may be less cavalier in my building for a while. We'll wait and see. But yeah, we'll see how much I I continue loving this little cabin. We'll see how much I love it in winter. That'll be a very interesting
1: time period. I mm-hmm. think. Yeah, I'm 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 eager. I'm a bit eager to see. Um, how it holds up in the wintertime for you or, mm. and whether or not I'll see you back in your house for the wintertime.
0: Oh, you won't. There's That's just not an option.
1: Okay. Well, I guess yeah. now that... Yeah, that's true, I guess. since uh, I,
0: there, I'd have to work in tiny the living Lance,
1: room. <laughs> Tiny Lance is on the way <laughs> just before... Um, well, I guess not just before Thanksgiving. Maybe just after Thanksgiving for you guys. I don't remember when Thanksgiving is. Um ours is always the fourth Thursday, fourth Thursday, third Thursday of the I want to month. say
0: ours is in October. I feel like it's a month ahead. It, oh, it is a month ahead. You're Thanks.
1: right. It's like before Halloween weirdos.
0: October 12th. <laughs> there you go.
1: October 12th.
0: Why? I don't know. Well. That, that's I couldn't tell you. Yeah. But yeah. I think that's a good
1: that's a good podcast, right there. Yeah, man, that's good. Um, so, so Mr. Launce, uh, where can we find you?
0: You can find me on Twitter at matty launce.
1: Cool. And, oh yeah, um, and that's
0: about it. Yeah, you, know, you can find me on GitHub too. But right, that's at m launce. M launce. At m launce. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's L A N T Z. Z. Zed. Z. Zed. Z. Zed's dead.
1: <laughs> um, and how about you
0: mr patrick uh
1: i can be found at dr pod devlo on twitter
0: that's just Type it slowly
1: yeah <laughs> and uh at pd devins on github um, that's easier to find that is much easier to find uh, yes. there's nothing interesting there um these, <laughs> these are not the repositories you're looking for um <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's uh, good I- i'll see my way out <laughs> we need we need like sound clips
0: that's one of the really good ones
1: yeah like a ball that's awesome yeah Something like that yeah um cool man well as always it's yeah. a pleasure to chat with you i know we chat Definitely. kind of all the time <laughs> anyway but uh it's nice to just get like a a few minutes to um just chat about regular Something life that has that... nothing to do with work well that has and, I yeah, it's a, a snippet.
0: Yeah, something that other people
1: might find useful. Right. <laughs> so cool. Well, thank you, sir. And um, thank you. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see you next time, folks. I'll cut that.